Hey guys, so obviously you would have seen it by now that I have joined on with the team at BTFU. Bet the fuck up, but do it responsibly. Those guys over there, Aaron uh, Macy that runs the thing, uh, absolute legend of a bloke, met him this afternoon for the first time. Uh, We had a really good yarn about the future of the brand and whatnot, and uh, I'm super keen to announce that I'll be joining the rugby league side of things as well, which is really exciting for me, a really exciting journey, a great opportunity. I'm really... ready to grab with both hands and uh, see where it goes. Very, very excited. Uh, We obviously recorded our first podcast um, in terms of me being on there uh, for the rugby league side of things, which is really cool. Coming on there, chatting rugby league, chatting origin. It was a really cool 40-minute podcast, just under 40 minutes. Uh, And I've got the audio right here for you guys, just so you get introduced uh, to the guys over at BTFU. And yeah, I really hope you like it. So it was obviously me, uh, Aaron Macy, who runs it, uh, and Garth. And if you recognize the name Garth, I obviously beat Anthony Mundine. Uh, in the ring only a few years ago. Um, So he's on there with us as well. Uh, Talk a bit of a rugby league. And he didn't really like some of my tips, but, you know, we'll have to see how we go. And we'll see. We'll have the last laugh going into next week. But it was an awesome chat. Uh, And here's the audio, guys. Make sure you sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome to another week of Rugby League with BTFU. Garth, how are we? I'm great, mate. Thanks for having me. Mate, we've got a guest and he's actually going to be a regular. Big Les. G'day, Les. How are you, mate? Good. How are you guys? Mate, if your brother was here, he would be desperate to know where does Big Les come from? So there was an old cartoon from about four years ago, Big Les, the Big Les show. Yep. And when I had my glasses on, this was about... Oh, this is ages ago, probably year seven. Everyone used to thought, think that I looked like Big Les, and then this is this was not a compliment because this was some fifty-six year old bloke, big fat old man that would just have endless amounts of drugs, and they'd be hanging out with these Sasquatches. It was the weirdest cartoon you've ever seen. So, Mum would have been really proud. <laughs> well, she was, yeah, extremely. Um, but yeah, no, I, I looked like this main <laughs> character, and everyone just called me Les, um, and. It was always just big les, big les, big les, and I. So it never come from a, an old girlfriend or anything like nah, that. No, not at all. Um, how, big, how big is les? He's pretty big. He's pretty big. No, um, you know les. Is, is, is les big? Undisclosed. Undisclosed. But yeah, no. Um, I was trying to come up with this name for the podcast. Obviously, when I was making it, you know, late twenty twenty one, and. You know, a lot of people had been calling me Big Les and I was like, right, well, maybe I should just use that. And yeah. um, that's where Big Les's league come from, came from and been and stuck you, with that ever we're since. We're going to run with it. I like Big Les. I like Big Les, too. Yeah. And so you play a bit of footy. Who do you play for? Uh, I played for Coogee Wombats, started in 2019 Yeah. Um, and played with them for a few years and then obviously only just uh, came out of tour, the labrum in the back of my shoulder. Yeah, um, popped out the back playing Newtown, and so you actually tackled something I never did. <laughs> yeah, well, I tackled this big um, Islander prop, and it popped right at the back, but came straight back in. Yeah, and I went into the following preseason because this was probably one of the last games of the year. Following preseason, just doing push-ups down at Larpa, 
Um, and it was like slowly coming out the back and I was like, yeah, no, this is not sweet. Like oh. it just did not feel right. Um, went to go get an ultrasound and they were just like tear there, tear here, tear here, tear here. Um, and yeah, they <laughs> went to the physio the next day and they were like, yeah, no, usually this is the injury where a lot of people just stop because you don't usually go at the back. It's usually at the front. Yeah. Um, and I still played for like two years after I found out that I had done that to myself. Um, but yeah, like, so um, big Les is a tough cunt as well. Yeah. We love that. <laughs> Mum wouldn't let me play this year, but so so skip the NRL career, start the podcasting. Yeah, um, beautiful. And I think that was just another reason as well because I knew that I wasn't probably going to be playing footy for much longer, and I still wanted to be doing stuff around footy. So yeah, you know, podcast came into fruition then. I was going to ask you who you support, but we know that we won't disclose it either. <laughs> We've got another South supporter. Well done. Of course. Of Dreadful. course. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's kick let's kick off this week. Let's obviously big talk around New South Wales. Um, Cody Walker's out of the question by the looks of who's gone down in training today. Mm. True. Um, we've got Cleary's gone down injured. So let's talk about 7, 6, 14, 9. What are your thoughts, boys? That's the first I heard about Cody. Oh, well, well, there's a lot of talk of uh, Mitchell Moses. But um, <clears throat> with the information I just received then by you, I was actually getting excited about the South combination getting back together with um, Reynolds and Walker and even Chuck and Cook on the bench at number 14. Yeah, Cook on the bench. What about you? I know you were pretty keen on that sort of combo. Yeah, I was super keen on that South combo. You know, as a South fan, you know, it would be awesome <clears throat> just to have that combo back together. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't think that's going to happen now. I, I, I think... In a way, you know, it put bringing Cody into that side anyway, it was going to be a bit heavy to drop Luai. You know, he, had, he was probably one of the better players for New South Wales going into game one or after game one. He was definitely one of the better players. So, you know, I think it'd be smarter actually by Freddie to have Nico Hines and yeah. Jerome Luai in there because they've trained together for the past few weeks and you, there's a bit of familiarity, I guess, yeah. since they've trained together this year. Um, I think that's the best option for them now going into game two. I actually don't mind bringing Reynolds in, keeping Luai. I love that because he's such a good structured half. He's a cool head. He's an old player in the game now. And I think, like, I truly think Reynolds is playing his best footy he's ever played. He's playing smarter than ever. Yeah, he's, like and you I, said. Well, and I think you allow Luai, you allow Luai to rove, give him that license to play that freak up footy and just let him control... And Reynolds has got that cheekiness about him as well, you know what I mean? He can, he's got that little bit of spark. He's still got Latrell there. Oh, I'm happy to have Luai. And if you were putting Nico in, oh, I'd put him on at lock. Yeah, still play I'd on the left play side. him on as a What is he, six foot two for a halfback? Oh, he's one of the tallest halfbacks going around. Yeah. Good well, stats, man. Well, that, well, that's what I mean. Um, you know, it, <laughs> it's it's very it's very interesting. Would you, would you even put – I know Jerome Luai put, played a bit of hooker for Samoa. Would you even have him at 14 and you have Hines and Renault? Or is Ooh. that just too much? Because obviously Hines has been playing halfback all year and yeah, he's not I think, familiar with that side. I, I don't, I'm not sure what to do. If I would put, I'm happy to have Hines at 14, but I, I like your idea of bringing him on at lock and letting him play down the left yeah. side of the yeah. And let him play as that second 5'8 on the field because and, the one thing that they sometimes lack Late in the games, what we lacked was that extra creativity, and you got him running the ball. And you got Murray and Yao up the centre, 
Yeah. And also you got if it's Reynolds on one side and um So you've got Reynolds Nico. right, you've got well Nico, you've got Luai left. I think yeah, you've got that extra you've got that extra creativity, a bit of yeah. spark, and you've got extra ball plays on the field. Because that was one thing that they couldn't get they couldn't ask questions of Queensland. I'm just a bit scared of what Freddie his game plan is going to be because obviously the plan was going into game one that Hines was going to be a hooker. He yeah. was going to come on and have that hooking sort of role. I think he's too good to be a 14. I think he's too good to be that hooking, you know, guy that you bring on in that role as a hooker. I mean, if you have him at 14, he's got to come on in that roaming capacity. He can't be that second string hooker. Yeah. If that's the plan, I'd probably go for Appy off the bench and start Cook. Yeah. But then again, Cook plays 80 minutes, so... It's really interesting, eh? Like, it's a tough one to sort of pick. I, the, I think the good thing is when you actually do play Cook, not at 80 minutes, you get you make him play Sharpness. more ex- sharp, explosive, mm. and you get that best part of his game, which is what Appy's good at as well. And if you if you've, you actually have two explosive hookers playing explosive 80 minutes of footy well, like, for the whole point. game when you think about it because they, <clears throat> they, they don't need that. Like, they get the breather. Mm. Not, I, I think not only that, given the fact that it's do or die for South, or South, excuse me, you want to be South. <laughs> South just Wales. thinking about all these South players, but New South Wales, you, you see that they've got the pleasure of um, playing free running football, you know, yeah. because it's either do or die, so they can just chance their hand a lot more than they would usually. But um, given putting those players in, which are such ad lib footballers, with Nico Hines, Reynolds, and you see Reynolds now, he was saying in an interview the other day that he just sees things a lot clearer now and slows it down because he's got all that experience. And mm. he's, he's made that Lang Park, whatever you want to call it these days, it's his home ground now. And um, I think he, he's got the blueprint for, for the Brisbane or the, Bron- or the Mar- Maroons team, given the fact that he's he's up there in Brisbane at the moment. Might so. just cop a little less of a boo when he's playing for New South Wales. <laughs> <laughs> that might be that little thing. I, so, all right, so if you bring Reynolds at seven... You have either Luai or Hines. Who do you have at six? I'd have to have Luai. I think, yeah. I'm thinking Luai too. Yeah. Are you happy to keep it? Yeah. Now that Cody's injured. So you've got that. So now you're saying you're running your two hookers. We're all the same to be in the greens. You run your two hookers. Cook, Appy. I'd have Nico on the bench still. You'd have, so, okay. So what you'd play Cook over Appy. You'd drop Appy. Can I have them both on the bench? No, you can't have you can't have cool. You can't have you can't have two fourteens on the bench. I'd go Nico. You'd go Nico, wouldn't yeah. you? Oh, I'd probably go Happy. Yeah, because I think if, as I said before, if Freddie's consensus is Hines is going to come on and play hooker, I'd rather just have Happy there. And well, exactly, because he's, he's a genuine he's, uh, he's played 80 minutes. I'd just leave um, Nico on the bench and play and him a lot. You'd like playing him a lot. I don't yeah. mind. If he's going to do that, I don't mind that. But if, you, if you're yeah. going to bring Nico at nine, I don't think there's any value to bringing Nico on at nine. No. But that's the thing as well. Like Queensland love to, you know, bring um, Harry Grant on. He plays that roaming role anyway, and then he'll go into hooker and Ben Hunt will come off and I'll swap around doing that. So New South Wales can just go through the same thing. And we've seen that. Appy's quite good at first receiver as well when he gets that chance for the West Tigers sometimes when he comes on, um, you know, before Simkin, before Simkin comes off. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, he, he does a lot of barking and he's sending Blake this way or that way, shows it one way and goes the other, which is exactly what you need in state of mm-hmm. origin level. I think the thing that they keep fucking up and in the media and you go watch NRL 360, all these different shows, they go, well, you can't put Nico in because it's asking him too much to come in and save the day. I think any big-name player is looking at the opposite, giving them the opportunity to win it. Yeah. Go up there and be a superstar. 
And I think it's what Wayne, what Wayne Bennett, if Wayne Bennett was a coach in New South Wales, you know what he'd do? He'd say, put that jersey on and go have fun and play footy. And I, it's, I think we're almost overbuilding it up. Oh, it's, we've got to go up there and win. Take it out well, of their mind and say. Mate, I think Nico deserves a, a run, given the fact that he only got probably 10 minutes at max and you never got to see him play his natural game or even free running. I think now that you know the, the shackles will be off him in this one, which is do or die and just get out there and play football. He's this type of guy that you need him on, on and off, on and yeah. off, fresh legs. Fresh legs. All right, let's move to the centres then. Who do you go three and four? There's there's now the argument Latrell's not playing this week. If you're to put Trell in the side. Crichton. You, so you keep Crichton? I like Crichton's form. I just don't think that Turbo is a Turbo at the moment. I think he's a twin cam. He's like a big chance of breaking down. Mate, he's had one fair income game in eight weeks, yeah. which was a great one. But something tells me that I haven't seen him in full flight. You know, he didn't play that good in the last state of origin. He had that one good game before origin. Yeah, I think Crichton well, hasn't done anything wrong. And well, he's, he's good when he gets in the open space. Yeah. I, I just think it really depends on if Latrell is much fit or not, you know, yeah. going into this game. You're obviously not playing this week. Um, that's going to be a big factor going into that. But I feel like Freddie's just going to pick him anyway. You know, he's a game breaker. He comes in and he breaks the game open for the Blues. But we said the same thing about Tommy and Tommy came in game one and he's... he was roaming. He was giving good ball. But he had to literally go to the other side of the field just to get ball in his hands. Adokar as well got no ball during that game. And t Teddy was, you know, failing to, you know, go get to a three on two. And Adokar was just useless out there pretty he's much. He's just wasted. I, I, feel, I think if you bring Trell back... I'd put Adokar next to him because one thing yeah. Latrell does is he doesn't just commit two defenders. He commits three and four because he's so fucking strong. Mate, you do you... that, that gives that that much space for Adokar to get the afterburners on. you got tries. Even with the month off of Latrell, just his actual presence and whoever's opposite him knowing that, you know, even if he isn't super fit, he's still good enough to run over the top of blokes and carry three blokes. Just having his presence on the field, yeah. I'd still pick him. I'd pick him at centre, definitely. I'd yeah, never not pick full him at fullback, but definitely yeah, he hasn't got the, the engine to play out of origin at fullback. I'm happy. I'm happy Soft to hands, leave. Beautiful and hits holes. Yeah, I think he's a centre all day in out of origin football. Yeah. How unlucky are we not to have Jack White and to pick going into game two? Ooh, like I, I that don't know is. If I would pick him. You'd pick him. Where do you pick him? Centre. Over who? Crichton. Yeah. So you'd probably. put you, you're playing Crichton. I'd play, uh, I'm sorry. I'd White play White and Latrell. White and Latrell. Play together before. Like, you look at all these big names that we've got and we just can't fucking win an origin. What the fuck? It's that maroon jumper. They grow 10 feet you know tall. You why? Because they get out run. and say, let's get out there and play footy. Fuck, fuck media. Fuck everything else. You're a Queenslander. Let's play footy. Mm. Why, <laughs> why, why has it become so difficult for us? I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. What do you reckon? I don't know. Mate, to be honest, it's been like that since day one. And as when... Fatty Vorton had the team, and um, mate, those blokes that weren't even consistent first graders, and they get pulled up into the side, and then they right. become legends. Mate, Nate Miles was flat out making <coughs> that rooster side. Sometimes he put on that Queens, the, the Queensland jersey, and turned into Iron Man. Like yeah. he's just fucking an. How can you fall machine. in love with the maroon jumper anyway? Like given the fact, do they not use Omo? Like what do they wash it in? It's got to be magic. <laughs> I'm a blue through and through, but now that I've gotten older and a lot more mature, and I like. Winning and I like seeing football and underdogs winning. They've been an underdog 
for majority of the set of Origin series, but they just yeah they always just pull it out their ass. Even if they're getting beat by twenty, they come home and win on the bell. It's a belief system. It's a fantasy. It's, like it's Oscar Oscar award winning performance every nearly every series by them. Yeah, I agree. It's fucking scary. <laughs> so all right, so we've got our centers. Who are your wingers? I'm really Toto. He's got to stay there. Yeah, Toto's got to stay there. But I'm really fifty-fifty on whether I'm keeping out O'Carr or I'm going to go with Campbell Graham for his debut because I think he's so deserving of that debut. Like I'm very keen, and and since you know O'Carr, as we said, didn't get much ball, not to his fault. Yeah, Campbell Graham, he runs a really good line. You put him next to Latrell, that'd be a deadly combo. I I just love the speed of Adokar next yeah. to Latrell. That's the, and I just the I, only thing I didn't like about Adokar was he got absolutely manhandled by the mm. hammer. Campbell Graham doesn't get manhandled. He, That's true. He has been so good for South. But no, I, I, I like Adokar next to Latrell. Mm. Adokar, given what he's done and his speed, I just would like to see Campbell Graham get a hundred percent start in the centres. I know he's played wing before for South and that, but I'd I'd leave the winger. Saying um, Adokar in his position, and I just love, would love to see um, Campbell Graham get a feeding him start in the centres because he's proved himself through the World Cup and even this year, like he's scoring tries and putting his shoulder in the bloke. His defence is outstanding. Yeah, it's a, it, there's so many players like vying for these positions that that's it, it's still a massive fucking struggle. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie's got the massive job on his hands. That's one bloke who's under a lot of pressure. Yeah. Tell me this. If they get beat, does Freddie and Brandy get the sack? Freddie's gone. Ricky Freddie, Stewart yeah. at the start. Would you put Ricky Stewart in there? Oh, fuck Sticky. I know he's passionate. I, I he's think one that, of the best New South Wales players ever played the game. Yeah. It, one thing is he's definitely passionate. All right, let's move away. Enough with New South Wales. We're going to kick <laughs> on with Queensland. Who do they replace? Tom Gilbert and Jai Arrow. Liz. I've been so keen for Corey Horsburgh to get a debut for the Maroons. Yeah. And I'm a New South Wales fan, and I've just wanted to see this guy get a crack. He is, he's got origin written all over him. You just know there's some players that have origin written all over him, and he's one of those guys so tough, and he's been great form for Canberra. Who do you compare him to that's in the New South Wales side? Oh, Similar player. Oh, Liam, Martin? Liam, Liam Martin? Okay. I would, eh? Yeah, Liam Martin, totally. But, you know, I wouldn't – I think he's just in a league of his own at the moment. Like, he's – so big, you know, a tiny bit of footwork on him. He's really, really strong. Yeah. He's an attack. Like, he would just be an absolute handful. And he contrasts a bit, you know, from Gyro, because always Gyro is a bit smaller, contrasting from guys like, you know, uh, whether it be Collins and Flegler coming off the bench. Yeah. He, he he's, he's similar, but, he, you know, he can play on the edge. He can play in the middle. He's just one of those guys where you can just chuck him anywhere in the forwards and he'll do a job for you and he'll do a really good job for you as well. He's, and he's playing just in a Terry Tough cut. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. He's just an absolute. What about for a smoky Jared Wallace from the Dolphins? Well, he's suspended for three games. Is he really? Yeah. Mm, so I don't know if he'll be back. I only just saw that then uh, really? that he's got suspended. Um, him and um, Milford both got suspended for three games. Yeah, that's against a... the Warriors. Yeah, against the Warriors. So. So we've got one replacement. Who's the other? Uh, for Gilbert, if Kafusi's back, but then again, you know, got to go match fit as well. Yeah, depends if he comes back. H who would you pick? Kafusi. You pick Kafusi. For sure. All right. Smokey though, Nanai. If if Feliz Kafusi isn't match fit, I'd probably go Jeremiah Nanai. Yeah. 
playing good footy. God, yeah. Cowboys are really starting to come back, aren't they? <clears throat> All right, let's move along. A big turnaround last week. I didn't expect that from the Cowboys. Give yeah. the storm. Yeah, mate. And went on with it, ran away with it. Really did. And yeah. Once again, it's that thing is we'll move on. We'll do that in the preview. Oh, sorry. That's right. You always do this. You love jumping. I just like talking footy and then you bring <laughs> up one thing and then, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is Jermaine Osaka one of the most improved players in the comp? I think so. Um, we were sort of talking about this before, but um, in his 101-game career, talking about the stats, man, 101-game career, he scored 40 tries. This season, in the 13 games he's played, he scored 13 tries, and that's not one try each game. That's just across the entire 13 games he's scored 13 tries. So he's scoring more tries under Wayne. I think that's just a, like a masterstroke to get him over there. I, I think he's so so much more talented than what Brisbane had thought he was. Yeah. Um, and he's flourishing, absolutely flourishing over there in in, in Redcliffe. I think he's definitely one of like, the more Like he players. is to most people. He's a father figure to him, um, Wayne Bennett. And here we go with stats and myself. In the losing team last week, he, he made 280 metres, four line breaks, and I think the other one was nine tackle breaks. You know what I mean? And he's definitely the one. He's the most improved for sure. Yeah. After they got beat by how many points? 28, 28 points. And he's made 280 metres. It's yeah. impressive, isn't it? It's an impressive stat. Fuck, they're playing good footy. Wayne Bennett is just a freak of getting players to live. It's the Bart Cummings of NRL football. Huh? Bart. <laughs> He's not Bart Cummings in NRL. Just he knows how to pat the horse, tell them what they want to, yeah. they want to hear and get them over the line. And he just gives about the similar interview, absolutely nothing in an interview. <laughs> they were very similar like that. But then again, I could say that about like from 1 to 17, like he's had an impact on every single one of those players, Wayne. Like Hammer's been unreal this year. Um, Wallace, we were talking about Wallace before. I think he's flourished under Wayne mm. in yeah. that bench role that he's got there. He's been sensational. So there's a few guys over there that have really flourished and a few guys going <clears> next that year that will flourish as well. Sure. They've um I, I think they'll miss the eight, but just but it's actually surprising how good they've they've been consistent. And I thought that them just playing for each other and playing tough footy and consistent footy. Like that that stuff usually gets you from around one to ten and then it really the men get separated from yeah. the boys. But they've considered Every week they just show up and they're tough. Doesn't matter who they play, they're really tough, good, good footy. And you wouldn't think so for a new club, but they're sport rotten for depth, like in terms of their backline as well. Like they've got Bostock in the lower grades, made his debut a few weeks the ago. Grassroots, absolute yeah. gun. Um, they've got a few younger forwards as well, and Valence Tawara, who's just started to come into the seventeen. He is a freak. Has only started playing rugby league like this year. Absolute gun. Uh, he's playing rugby union for a few years over in New Zealand, I believe. He's fantastic. Like he, he, I reckon I would probably start him over Brenko Lee, just personally. He's fantastic, and obviously debuted in Magic Round and killed it. Scored wow. two or three tries. So yeah. they're just they're going to be like a team that just needs probably two marquee signings in the next couple of years to probably oh, be like a general. Sure. Oh, I Given think what they've done, I think Farnworth's one of those going there next year. He will yeah. be a gun, depending if he plays centre or fullback. They, but I think they need a, they need one of those marquee signings in a, in the mm. spine in, yeah. the, in the halves in the they need a solid half to go Munster. to that next level. What if Munster went there? Oh fuck! If Munster goes there, it's a different side. Oh. Like, so he, he could be like Joey at Newcastle, yeah. couldn't he? Like he's just an for absolute sure. freak. Yeah. Absolute. He's freak. the Wally Lewis. Every time he he pulls up the big play for the Queensland to get over the line last week. Oh, when was it? 
last week, yeah, the State of Origin. He's the one that stood up and said, let's grab this game Grabs by the scruff of the neck yeah. and this boom goes forward. He's a uh, he's a very special player. He's that one where it's five minutes, like the last five minutes of the game, you're like, and he holds the ball and you just go, fucking tackle him. He's just got that <laughs> ability. Like, it's so frustrating to watch. All right, moving along. Question, are the Sharks pretenders? I don't think so. I don't reckon. I really don't think They're so. They're one of my favourite teams, to be honest. I like their back line. The wingers score tries. Um, Nico Hines, obviously. I like the coach. I love the coach. Yeah. I'm a massive fan of the coach. I think Nico's very good. One thing, do they have defensive issues, though? I think Craig, Fitzgib- Craig Fitzgibbon coming in, you sort of thought they would definitely be one of the more rock-solid teams going into this year. And they sort of were to start. They sort of were really strong defensive teams and going up against top eight sides, you were like, they go all right. But um, over the past few weeks, they have sort of mellowed down a little bit in terms of their defence. I think they've lacked a consistency a bit like that. Yeah. The defence, look, the thing that's held them in great stead is they can score a lot of points. Yeah. But if you saw in that last game, when the points don't flow and that last pass goes amiss and you miss two or three of those tries... It's a massive difference. Frustration. And that's mm. why you see, I think, with NRL teams, the, the best defensive team a lot of the time mm. wins the grand final. Mm. Is the, Are they pretenders is probably the wrong question. Yeah. Mm. Are they missing the final touches is probably the right question. Well, I think you look at the signings that they've made compared from last year. Last year they were rock solid in defence. This year they've gone for more of an attacking sort of approach in terms of some of their signings, particularly in the forward pack. Yeah. Um, Oregon Kafusi being one of those, he's a very attacking style forward. He's very, very good in attack, can be 50-50 in defense. But you've got you still got guys like Cam McInnes in there who, you know, get 40 to 50 tackles per game. Dalfin Ukin's a rock. He just plays 110% every single game. You've still got those guys in there that are super consistent in their D. But you've got guys in there like Braden Hamanueli. You've got guys like Oregon Kafusi who are way more just offensively solid whereas their defense can be a little bit inconsistent yeah i think it is something that they're gonna have to work on and having a guy like craig fitzgibbon in there who's a very solid defensive coach regarded as one of the best yeah Yeah, i think that's going to be improving over the next few weeks and it definitely will if you know it's starting to become a little bit inconsistent come semi-final time you'd like to see it turned on for sure this year it just keeps throwing up little wobblies and Obviously, Cleary now getting injured with a hammy. It's, this is one year where I don't think there's one team that you can rubber stamp, say they're the team to win the comp. So there's six teams on 16 points, I'm sure of it. That's I read it. last week or the exactly. week before. Might be four on 14. Yeah. Two or yeah. three on 12. Yeah, it's, it's, crazy. it's you Definitely, it's not rubber stamps. And I think there's almost six teams that can genuinely win the comp. Well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this was the one year where a team oh, outside the four... One at the there. start of the season, given what happened to the Cowboys last year with that decision, I thought, oh, I'm on the Cowboys straight away. But they start off poorly. Horrific. They win next one week. week. The next week, yeah. they're terrible. What they did the Storm last, um, last, week. last weekend, what's saying they can't do it? Yeah, they're, they're definitely. On, if they, the if day, they... on their day, they can really turn it on. That was very surprising that they did that to Storm last week. I thought they'd fade away, but that they went just kept kicking. Yeah. Mm. No, it's interesting. All right, let's move along to the preview. First game, we've got the Gold Coast Titans against the West Tigers, $1.90. Take your pick. What are you doing, Big Les? Well, let me get the uh, the notes up. Um, He's actually got more notes than I reckon <laughs> I did in six years of school. Um, so, yeah, Tigers v. Titans. Um, Excuse me. 
I think that it's the Titans week. I think it's do or die for the Titans. I really do because, yes, they're coming up against a very in form at the moment, at least, Tigers team. But they always seem to be really competitive and I would say even a top eight side in the first half. Yeah. And then they yeah. go into the second half. Something happens. They think they get comfortable, I think. I actually honestly think they get comfortable. I think, yeah, we've won this game for sure. And then they they slack off a little bit in the second half and discipline and errors. Yeah, it's definitely mindset well, there was a for them stat. to drop they've their got, bundle. They've yeah. got the best stat for the first half and the worst stat for the second half. It's insane. And now people are saying, does the coach need to go? Is it a Mate, coaching issue? Last week's game with the Tigers, I went to bed at 18-0. Wake up in the morning, 20-19. to Can someone tell me what happened? I didn't even yeah. watch the replay. <laughs> well, Holbrook, since he's come in, has a, had a 34% win streak. Yeah, it's only at 34%. You know, a lot of coaches at 34% are getting the sack at the moment. So, yeah, it doesn't look good for him, eh? It really doesn't. And it's, they it's, definitely need to improve over the next few weeks if he wants to keep his job. Because we've, over the past three years, I think we've had like eight or nine coaches sacked. So Yeah. It's a yeah. tough time for coaching. It really mm. is. So you're going with the Titans. You're I'm, I'm Titans. going with the Titans. I really do like them this week. Oh, I'm sticking with the Tigers, even though I went to bed. Ten minutes ago, <laughs> I want to see if I've woken up and it's been twenty to nineteen. What was I missing? So I'm going to stay tuned with this game this week. And I played a year at the Tigers, so I'm going to stick with the Tigers. All right, Canberra Raiders a dollar fifty against New Zealand Warriors. Stickies, Stickies Raiders really just consistent. Yeah, they are. But I love the Warriors. I love a Smoky. You love a Smoky. I love a Smoky. I love the Warriors. Um, I think that they've been playing really good footy. SJ has been absolutely sensational coming off the back of forwards like AFB. Murata Nukori had a blinder last week. Yep. You know, if they get kicking on again, Josh Curran, <clears throat> they've got a really good team. Mitch Barnett was an underrated one from the weekend as well. I think Dallin Watani's Lesniak is probably one of the better informed wingers in the comp at the moment. Yep. Got a really solid team. Chance's defense. I honestly do think they can get it done. And I think it's going to be a mindset thing, how they come into that game, how they approach this game. I really do think the Warriors can win this one. Mate, I like Canberra. I really like uh, what's happened. <laughs> no, I'm not having a go at you, but I just like Whiting. I think he really deep down loves Ricky Stewart. And I think they've just been bonding in the last few weeks. And I think they'll be there semi-final time. And they could mm -hmm. they could uh, be a smoky. Who knows? I'm not saying they're going to win the comp, but with the way it's going now, um, the combinations are good. Fobbity's looking good. Um, and the Whitehead. That's one question I want to ask. Is if you had to pick a Pommy in the state of origin, so who would you take in the comp now? Whitehead's been doing some fucking great. Sorry for swearing, but that's all right. You're he's doing some fucking great things. All right, moving along. Manly Seagulls, a dollar thirty-seven. Can't believe I'm saying this against the Dolphins, three dollars. Love the value for the Finns. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a few Smokies this week. Um, I've, I just really love the, the value in the Dolphins this week. And um, for me, it does depend on how Valence Tawari comes into this game as well, whether he comes through the middle, whether they put him on an edge, how yeah. he comes into this game. I think it'll be really good coming off Cody Nicarima. Cody Nicarima moves back to 5'8", Hammer's back at fullback. It's going to be so dangerous. And if he plays anything like he did in Origin the Hammer, they're going to be so dangerous against this, um, this manly side. And if Tom Trevojevic isn't 100% after Origin either... Yeah, he definitely doesn't look. You know, no. I really do think it's going to be. No. Can, can you take the value here? Can you? I'm agree? going with Big Les. You're with Big Les. I went against him before, but mate, I'm a big fan of the Dolphins, and I don't think Wayne Bennett's team loses two on the trot. You very yeah. rarely see that happen, and they got class players. I think they'll get over the line with the three dollars. Exactly, beautiful value. 
All right. The very ultra-consistent St. George Illawarra Dragons, <laughs> $2.75 against South Sydney Rabbitohs, $1.45 with Cody Walker out. Yeah, look, I had South 13+. plus. I think there was going to be a big week for South anyway. There's a few guys that can come in for Cody. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a young bloke in the younger grades, Dion. Uh, his last name escapes me, but he is an absolute freak. He's been playing... Uh, I think he's been playing either cup or flag over the past few weeks, and he is an absolute gun. He played in the trials as well and killed it, so I think he could come in. There's a few other guys that could come in as well that names escape me, but I think South win anyway. I think that the Dragons just don't have enough for this South side, and you know they've proven without Latrell that they can win games as well. So yeah. I How long's he out for Walker? What's injury? Don't know. See, when the calf went down in training. Okay. I think it's minor, but he's not in this week. It's usually about one to two weeks calves, I think. So yeah, what, they're just too inconsistent, St. George, and even if Walker's out, I think they're sick of having lines yes. All right, beautiful. Brisbane Broncos in scintillating form, dollar twenty against the Port Newcastle Knights, four dollars fifty. Les, I'm assuming you do not have a smoky voice. I do not have a smoky, mate. I'm going with the Broncos here. I think the Renault's kicking game is going to be pivotal, um, <clears throat> particularly we're talking about him for origin. If he wants to get an origin spot, this is the way to do it. This is the way to prove yourself. Um, yeah, so I, I like the Broncos here. I think they get it done off the back of Adam Reynolds. Are you, are you happy with that, Garfield? Totally. Yeah, yep. Broncos are too strong. All right, this is an interesting game. My little Sydney Roosters, two dollars fifty against the Penrith Panthers at home, dollar fifty four. Um, obviously missing Cleary. Can the Chooks get it done, Big Les? No, I think Penrith. I'm going to take Penrith. I love Cogger. There was a try last week where Cogger put it on the boot for Toto. I saw that. Good player. Really solid player. He, I think he debuted for Newcastle, then went to the Super League, and then came back. Cogger. Yeah. And he's been he was. Really highly wrapped in the Super League, and obviously Sean O'Sullivan went, and they were sort of looking for a guy to, uh, you know, take clear his spot when he does go to Origin. And Cogger was one of those guys that came up. And they brought him straight over, and Ivan really liked him. There was a video that came out, I think, two days ago now, where Ivan was sort of talking about how much he liked uh, Cogger as well. So I've got big wraps on him. I think that he is going to really to make this team his own and get a win for So Big Les won't be here next week. Thanks, Les. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. No. They don't really lose much, even though Cleary's the best halfback in the comp in the world at the moment. But just from the little things I saw last week with that young bloke, man, he's got all the skills. Good mm. brain too. That's the main thing. Mm. Yeah, fuck. Roosers really need to put a performance in and <laughs> majorly here. Um, they just, I don't know what it is, but something's just still not right. I'm, hope, I'm hoping I'm proved different, but... We'll kick on. Melbourne Storm, $1.54 at home against Cronulla Sharks, $2.50. Can Bellamy let him go two, two no. losses, or do they kick back? Storm will hit back. I believe so, anyway. At home against the Sharks. Sharkies have a really good record, am I right here, State Men against the Storm? Oh, they do. They have a great record. I think they've won their part out of five. I think it was like two or three out of five that they've won. So I think they have a pretty decent record against the Sharks. I think they always have. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm probably going to go the Sharks here, to be honest. I think they're going to get the job done. Nico's going to fly up. 2.50. Yeah. I'm sticking with the uh, Storm. You're sticking with the Storm. Sticking with All storm. right, a little disagreeance there. All right. <laughs> Canterbury Bulldogs, $2.75, put in a good performance. I actually think they played really good footy. Mm. $2.75 against the Parramatta Eels, $1.45. I think they played good footy against these. Hmm. I, I, I do as well. I think they played great footy against these, but yeah, look, obviously rough news that most likely Dylan Brown's going to be out. 
So depending on who comes in, um, Dejan Arcee probably comes in. Yep. He's fantastic. Obviously came from the Warriors. Um, Yeah, I think he'll kill it. I think Eels win. I'm on the dogs. You're on the dogs. I'm on the dogs. I I love Les. We've known each other for years. (laughs) (laughs) Big Les. And uh, I just believe, you know, they showed some good form last week against the Roosters. They're unlucky. Given the fact Brown's out, I'm going to go with uh, the the dogs. All right, beautiful. What's your what's the game you're most confident in this week? I haven't really studied it, but I'm going to say something. <laughs> Given the fact I went to bed too early for the Tigers, I'm going to stick with them. Dollar ninety. I think they can beat the Titans. All right. What about you, Big? Oh, I'm most confident about the Broncos. I think that's just the game that's just going to be their way. I don't think anyone's anything is really going to change that. I think Broncos win this one. And you take the thirteen plus, no doubt. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. All right, we'll look forward. We'll see you next week, Big Les. Keen. Thank you, guys. Where's My your pleasure. brother? Is he going to return at any time? Or have you I just... think he's left the country. He's left the country. Matt's <laughs> yeah. gone. He's gone on a trip, hasn't he? He's off he's, to Fiji. He's on Seamo's big jet. He's gone back to meet his uh, wife's family. They've gone away to Fiji. I'm sure they go. If it's not today, they go tomorrow. So oh, they're on a trip. Sorry he didn't let you know. We'll give Natty a little wave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's another week of NRL with BTFU. Don't forget to subscribe and see you next week. Well,